I'm sending you some know. sort of picture that looks like a dog. I actually don't know what it is. If it's something sexy, just ignore it. Please don't play a Garth Brooks song at the end of the episode. <laughs> Ooh, You're no, gonna be tempted. Gonna don't do it, please. Hello, and welcome to Hotline for Heresy, Rise of the Ramjack Call Center. Hi guys, I am Alex, and joining us today for Ramjack is my co-host Brad. Hi! Hello, friend! How's it going? It goes well here in the uh, Queen City. Nice. Um, I talk about the weather, but it would just bore you. Uh, here um, in the city, beautiful. It is, uh, yeah, it's, um, we're coming up on summer. It's coming at us soon. Our planet is swinging around the sun and tilting itself. I mean, technically we'll be further away from the sun than in other parts of the uh, year, but yeah, it's not going to mean it's not going to be more sweltering. Yeah. I honestly can't wait, but I know you hate it, Brad, so I'm sorry, especially down Uh, there in Orlando, dude. Yeah. I did see today on a billboard tickets to Orlando starting at $86 for some private jet nonstop. I'm tempted. Hey, Hey, come on down. After pending on the store you tell me today about (laughs) your misadventures down there. I I may or not have to act on that soon, because, I mean, that's nothing. That is nothing. I mean, get that, pop down, uh, visit the Carousel of Progress, I mean... Oh, dude. I mean, I gotta see that Carousel of Progress. Yeah, you do. How else am I supposed to know how we're going to move forward as a civilization? Yeah, I mean, otherwise you'll have no idea what the end of the 20th century is going to look like. <laughs> None. Brad, I let, let's go ahead and launch into this. I You had a con experience, right? I did. Oh, boy. What What fascinates me about this is, first off, you went, because I mm-hmm. don't think this is a place that you would voluntarily go on your own. I think we even talked <laughs> about it at once, maybe going to Dragon Con, which is in Indianapolis, which is close to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I've always been intrigued by the idea, but also not someone who wanted to pony up any fees of any sort to go. So right. tell me everything. I can't wait to hear everything. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday is the busiest and craziest day. So to get the full panic attack, uh, I went on the Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> oh boy. Let's let's start at the top. First of all, um, apparently this was like the craziest year. It was the the busiest, most heavy traffic year. We left here at 9:15. Okay, that's super early in the morning. It is. Dan uh, left earlier because he he uh, went ahead uh, to get early, uh, pick up the tickets, and um, he left probably he left around 7:30 because you know he wanted to make sure you know it didn't sell out. Um, so. We left at 9.15, Alex. We left at 9.15. It, it makes sense. At 9.15 is the morning. That's if you're going to go somewhere for a day. You, you leave at a decent hour. 9.15 sounds reasonable. Definitely. Oh, boy. <laughs> at about 10.30, we could see the convention center. Wow. It was about, it's, it's about a, it's, it's a half-hour drive from here to the convention center. Really? We could see it. We could see it at 10.30. We got in much, much later. <laughs> Eventually, um, because in the car it was uh, me and Tammy and Josie, um, and we were stuck for a very long time. I'll tell you how long in a moment. <laughs> I'm on the um, edge of my seat. I can't, in my mind, I'm thinking of a library, like 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Like uh, all hell broke loose and the convention happened on the interstate. Everyone was just like, fuck it, we're doing it right here. I'll make your own artist say, alley. At one point, we did get bored and we decided to have our own panel. Uh, oh. Um, because those are important at any right, right. mega con or any convention, really. Absolutely. So, but at one point, you know, we just been there for so long and you know you, you got an eight-year-old in the car you know yeah 
and you're stuck in traffic, like just dead stop traffic. So eventually, uh, Dan came and met us. Um, he walked over, because you know, he was in the convention center, he, he walked over to us, and uh, me and Josie went on into the convention center while Tammy, you know, went on to park. Uh, Wait a minute, he walked blocks and or miles no, no, to the no, no, car no, no, on no. the street? No, 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 no. Uh, we spent the large por- portion of the time around the convention center waiting to park. Oh, um, okay. So when Tammy finally got parked and was able to join us inside, she had been in the car for how many hours, Alex? How many hours? Like, like I said, 8 p.m. is insane, but I'm going to give a realistic... I'm going to say three and a half hours. Oh, three and a half hours. I remember three and a half hours. I think you, what you meant was five hours. Are you fucking kidding me? Five hours. How is that even possible? Five hours. Did she run out of gas? I mean, at that point, I'm sure many people ran out of gas on the uh, Yeah, I'm, right? I, it's, it's amazing people did not run out of gas. Um, luckily, I, I think that is, again, that's another uh, point for the Prius. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> five hours? Five hours. Five hours. Did she have any source of entertainment? Beyond the spectacle around her, like, did she have podcasts? I mean, she had you and Josie, right? So, I mean, right. for, for, uh, come on, yeah. you're half of Ramjack. I mean, worst right. case, get a show going. Uh, so, and I, and she, after, after we went on in, uh, she still had, like, another 45 minutes to an hour. So I was in the car for four hours, um. Was she sane afterwards? Like, when she got in, did she look, obviously, she, this is, this would try any human being. Yeah, not a happy camper, obviously. It was ridiculously packed. Like, the, the, it's crazy, it was insane. It was insane. Once we got in, like, you could... You could barely move. And, of course, this was, like, the busiest part of the day, and the place was overly packed, and the parking was crazy. We had this asshole. Um, these people from the convention center, like, directing traffic. No clue. They had no clue what they were doing. They tried to murder us. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, you know, if we finally, you know, after so many hours, uh, we're pulling towards the convention center. It was around, I don't know, 1230 at this point. <laughs> Again, we left at 915. Yeah. This this guy was um, he was directing traffic, but clearly there was the way that we needed to go, and the, all the signs were like, if you're going here, you need to be in this lane. But he is like forcibly directing us over, which makes no sense, and really added probably an hour to the journey. Um, and by journey, I mean sitting in traffic. Um, and he just starts to start vigorously motioning us like over, over. And so eventually Tammy's like, all right. But the thing is, there were cars coming in the other lane. So we couldn't go over. And he kept telling us to go over. And it's like, there are cars coming <laughs> down this lane. What Do you want us to pull in front of a car? Because <laughs> that's not an option. And like eventually he just got mad and like went over there and like held traffic behind us so we could pull into this other lane that we shouldn't have been in. Like, it was huh. so terribly organized, this whole, like, parking situation. And it's, the, they just aren't the right, the roads aren't built to handle those at the convention center. It was wow. absolutely ridiculous. Like, apparently, like, a bunch of panels and things got canceled or delayed because the actors and just couldn't get there. It, ridiculous. I can't, they couldn't, I mean, yeah, obviously they couldn't get there, so I guess that would be the downfall of that. That's insane. Five hours. Five hours. Yeah. All for... A, con- now. A, a mega convention. What is mega convention, Brad? I, I know some of the headliners because I can see them on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, I really had wished that you guys just revolted and was like, fuck it, we're having the con right here on the road. Because then you would have had Stan Lee get out of whatever car he was in, and that would be uh, awesome to see him on the street. Like, who wants to talk to Stan Lee? And of course, uh, the only other two people that I recognize are is the guy who was the Hank McCoy in the new Star Trek movies. 
and also played the new Judge Dredd, which the new mm-hmm. Judge Dredd movie is actually pretty on point for a sci-fi nice. kind of thriller. Yeah, and of Carl course, Urban. Captain Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah, um, they, apparently yeah, was him, also there. Yeah, him and uh, um, Eve Miles from Torchwood, they were both there. And Will Wheaton was there. Wheaton was there? Wheaton was there. Um, Spike from Buffy was there. Oh, um, also who was there? Uh, John Heater, everyone's favorite comedian from Napoleon Dynamite. Wow, really? Yeah. He, by the way, did you know he's a Mormon? Uh. Yeah, gross. But uh, he was there. Um, by the way, when we walked by uh, where people were like signing things for ridiculous prices, um, not many people in the John Heater line. Not nice. many people at all. <laughs> it happens, you know. Stardom Probably. fades, man. That that has a shelf life. Yeah. Was he ever really who? a star? Let's, let's not. I mean, okay. I get, let's not go crazy, Brad. I'm with you. Um, who is card? What was what was a price to get a signature? I mean, oh, I, to get someone's signature on a piece of paper, which I think is fucking ridiculous. I, you're well, paying to meet is, the person, I think. Yeah, you right? pay. You're paying to meet them. You're paying to uh, talk to hand, them for a second, a shake hug, their hand, get a picture, uh, get a picture. I think. I think like if you have something to sign, I think it's less. But if they, you know, you, they you get one of their headshots, I think it's like another ten bucks. But it's like I don't know, like fifty, sixty bucks. I think. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Should Ramjack do a convention? Uh, if we can get fifty or sixty dollars a pop, then yes. Should we just show up at a convention and be like, "Hey, we're Ramjack. Um, we have over hundred and fifty episodes of a podcast. Uh, beloved. Uh, I think you mean over one hundred and seventy-five. I mean, we do. I, I'm being conservative. I don't want to. Bl- I don't want to blow their minds. I'm like, all yeah. right. I don't. I don't want to be the guy that brags. It's a humble brag to say one fifty, but one seventy-five is like, whoa. Okay, please, front of the line. Right there um, with Stan Lee. Right there with Spike and Jack Harkness. Right. That'll really be fifty long. bucks for a picture of Brad, a hundred for him and me. Mm, nice, a hundred and twenty-five. You want Cedric in the pick? Yes, if you want us to put Cedric in there. Yeah, it's crazy. We- like I, I don't know why people do that. I don't get it. Like I just, I don't see the appeal of meeting actors. Much Cedric less would have to do the things. panel on Sunday because he's not gonna. He is the one holding up traffic next year. Definitely. Oh, I'm sorry. Definitely. I, I just that entered my mind. Brad, go ahead. I'm sorry. You were talking about the panels and how ridiculous or. I just, how well, no, the uh, panels are fine. I just don't get the like the paying to meet actors or see actors and have them sign things. It doesn't appeal. I don't get it. At I don't all. get it either, man. Like I don't I, get it either. What's the big deal? They're on TV or movies. I don't care. Don't need them to sign something. Don't really need to meet them. I'll listen to them if they have something interesting to say, but... Uh. Mm-hmm. Eh. Um, but so we get in here, and this place, like, it is, like, and again, it was the busiest point of the day, because it's midday on the busiest day. Like, honestly, you could not, you could not move. Like, the tra- it was, like, just people everywhere. Um... And, like, the costumes are just ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. The things I've seen. Oh, dude, it didn't even it didn't even hit me that cosplay would actually be going on. But, of course, it would be. Of course, yeah. Like, 70% of the people there are in costume. Damn. At least. Damn. And a lot what were of you were dressed t- as? Um, what what, what outfit was Tammy in for five hours in a car? Uh, we were both dressed as humans. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, okay, fine. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But, boy, oh, boy. Yikes! I I saw some terrible things. I saw some magnetos. <laughs> nice. I saw three yep. magnetos, and all of them had the same weird issues. Um, they were like really thin, but they were wearing these like spandexy bodysuit things. Ugh. And the thing is, like, and it was just, and it was weirdly fitting. Like it was, uh, it was tight, but then at the crotch, like it's it's weirdly it's loose, and you can see everything, and it's just oh, a lot of room in that crotch. <laughs> A lot there of magneto 
There was this Magneto walking around with his daughter who was in some costume, and he had bought like a, a, a like a big like uh, My Little Pony poster, and he was carrying it around. Luckily, he was carrying it in front of himself. But then when he turned to the side, it's like you can just he's just there, just flip flip flipping around. Why wouldn't you wear some? No, sort no, of no I say flip flip flip, not like flop flop flop, but like flip 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 flip. Oh, <laughs> oh, Teens Wings little Magneto cock. Well, well, Teens are there. Why wouldn't he wear a cup of some sort? I Why don't know. Why wouldn't he wear anything to make that... Because superheroes don't have their dicks out around. In the comic books, you it's obvious that that's, like, taken care of. They wear mm-hmm. something to secure their genitals to their body. Yeah. Um, I saw... I, I, there were so many, so many terrible, terrible things I saw. I'm going to send you a photo of the worst uh, He-Man... Oh, no. The worst He-Man. That sounds like uh, like a Skeletor villain. Like he tried to clone He-Man, and then he made the worst He-Man. Yes. And it's just like a dumb He-Man. I, I saw I saw some stuff. I'll send you this photo I saw I found on Instagram. Um, It's not of my creepy... It's another creepy Magneto, because I'm telling you, all the Magnetos were <laughs> fucking creepy. It only takes one, but... Apparently, there's a sun. I, I just found a website that has tons of pictures from it, and there's a really weird stuff happening on this page. Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, I don't even know how to... So they have a... Brad just sent me a photograph. Mm-hmm. Someone's in a convention center. Um, there's a dude <laughs> dressed as, like, very old-school Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. With the yellow and brown outfit, with the weird fur thing mm-hmm. around his face. Yeah. The crazy yeah. yellow hair and the crazy bushy eyebrows. Um, ah, like grinning at the camera with his fangs. And then there is a really let himself go Magneto, <laughs> who can really yes. just afford his helmet. His outfit, he's gained weight so fast that he's oh, yeah. had to buy some sort of, I'm assuming women's um, extra large satin PJs. Yeah. And he's had to put like he's one like of those muscle belts. Girl. Yeah, he's an obese he's golden an girl. He's an obese golden girl with like a, a, like a lifting belt. Yeah, a white lifting belt and some sort of cape. His helmet's still Magneto because his head didn't get any bigger. No. And he has definitely seen better days. He's holding, they're both kind of holding together a little cat that is supposed to be one of the Doctor Who's with a fez. Yeah. But Magneto is like, got his hand up to him like, oh, I'm using magnetism on the Doctor cat. What are you doing? I don't know. Um, I don't know. What's Saberthus Junk doing? Uh, I mean, it's also that. Um, Sabretooth Junk's just right there, like, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Sabretooth. What are we doing later? Wait. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot of terrifying. crazy. Um, I'm also following through on the, whoever this person is that has this on their Instagram, because I'm assuming all of these are from. So the Doctor Who cat is this person's cat. Interesting. Oh. Who is this person on Instagram, Brad, that you have... I just, I actually, I just uh, searched Instagram for Magneto um, Megacon because I just wanted to see if I could find that weirdo. Well, this um, definitely throws in, I mean, this definitely tells you everything about Comic-Con or Megacon yeah. because there's a person going around with their Instagram with their little Doctor Who doll, giving it to people in cosplay and taking a picture with a Doctor Who cat with these people. Dude, let me just tell you, um, whatever, like, you think, like, one of these fucking conventions is like, it's, like, a thousand times more insane and ridiculous. No one has shame. Shame (laughs) is not there. Not an option. Like, people just, and people wearing some half-ass costumes. Like, some terrible half-ass costumes. I feel like if you're gonna do it, like, you go in all the way. Oh, some shit I saw. There were some terrible fucking things. Let me direct you to this email um, with this fucking He-Man with this low-rent He-Man outfit. 
It's like he's got one of these like it's like a puffed up like like uh like muscle suit things, and it's like the most like uh, thrown together piece of crap I've ever seen. I I see before me one of the most adorable couple costumes I've ever seen. Someone is dressed as Where's Waldo, and the girl he's with is dressed as Carmen San Diego. You say that's adorable, but let me tell you this. There was fucking, there was more Waldos and Carmen Sandiegos. Really? There were so many. There were so fucking many. Like, all over the place. It was like, you're either Waldo, Carmen Sandiego, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's mostly Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the go-to costume, but... Um, oh. I, have a, I have so many questions. First off, Brad just, I've just seen the... Ha- Let's talk about the He-Man, and then I will tell you about the other. <laughs> yeah, the mutant... What did we call him? What is Skeletor's latest abomination that he's going to be sending at the Castle of Eternia? Not low-rent He-Man. What did you call him? The worst oh. He-Man? <laughs> <laughs> the worst He-Man. <laughs> that is weird. He's I, made he's got... himself like a muscle suit. Yeah. And it's yellow. So it's... And so it's and his like skin tone is just pale. So it's even weirder. He's got and like he... his... His armor's made of like duct tape, but and he's got the the little fur pants is just like <laughs> fake fur. It's so weird. I don't like the fake fur stuff. I'll be honest, that saber tooth freaked me out. Yeah. Um, not as much as the other things I'm seeing in these pictures, but definitely something yeah. I love about the He-Man though, are the worst He-Man ever, uh-huh. is that he's br- he's brandishing like a, a what is that? Like a rapier? Like it's just yeah. some weird lame pirate sword. Yeah. It's so wrong. He's got the worst. He is the worst. He's the worst. He's standing by a really nice looking Sonic, though. Yeah, well, it looks like it's a Sonic Mega Man. It looks like they took Mega Man and Sonic and made them the same thing. Like, is there a. Did we miss a Sonic game where he was Mega Man? Could be. I don't know. I mean, mean, I'm not disliking it, but that is really good compared to. Yeah. But now I'd like to talk about the most racist costume. All right. So. At one point, me and Tammy, like, we're watching, we're, first of all, I, I, there's so much to unpack, but, like, I, there's just not time to discuss everything. So, at one point, uh, me and Tammy are watching a, a, a dance-off. Um, impromptu or scheduled? Please impromptu. tell me it was impromptu. Yes! Impromptu dance-off. Fuck um, yes. It was the most awkward fucking thing on the planet, because, like, it was this girl that wasn't a good dancer, and her boyfriend that felt because she was dancing, he needed to be in there dancing with her, and he was a worse dancer than her, and it was awkward. And then some people that pretended they knew how to break dance getting in, and schooling them, but also being terrible. It was really, it was the worst dance battle. Um, but all of a sudden, there's this guy that's kind of standing next to him, like, that's really racist. That's so racist. And we're like, oh, what's this guy talking about? And I look over, and there's this guy dressed in a king outfit with a, an Obama mask and a crown, and he's holding a big sign that says, impeach. What's, what you can't really see from this photo, Alex, is that his hands are black-faced. <laughs> under no the mask, way. He's, got, like, he's got black on, under the eye, for, around the eyes and around the neck where the mask is not covering. He's in blackface. He's in no blackface. Way. Mm-hmm. Now I'll direct you to the first photo, which is when we came back from going to grab some dinner. We came back, and security had forced him, was forcing him to uh, wash off the blackface. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely a lame, weird white dude. You can see, kind of oh, see yeah. his face. Yeah. Hey, white dude, what's the deal? Why, first of all, this is not the place for you. This is this is not the place for like your weird anti. It was it, oh, his sign said impeach King Obama. That was his shtick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes no sense, but okay. No, makes no sense. Uh, what, you're gonna go to mega like. Listen, this is a pretty weird place with a lot of weirdos, but there's also, like, a lot... This is a pretty liberal uh, thing. Like, you're not going to find a lot of conservatives here. There's a lot of cross-dressing going on. Uh, there's a lot of guys dressed up like Sailor Moon. There's, I mean, there's some things. There's a lot of dudes dressed up as Sailor Moon? There were some dudes dressed up like Sailor Moon. Um, wow, there was, al- there was awesome. also some super foxy uh, girls dressed as the Ninja Turtles and Splinter. They also had a friend with him that I think was She-Hulk. It really looked like they had an extra <laughs> friend and too much green body paint. <laughs> we'll just make you She-Hulk. Okay. All we'll right. make you that weird turtle thing in the second Ninja Turtles movie that never appeared on the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. I'm just was, happy to be a part of it. It was very bizarre. <laughs> I do. I will say that I really like that kind of gender reversal, and they've been doing mm-hmm. that a lot, not only in cosplay, where they'll have like a, a female Thor or a female Loki, because um, I've had friends that go to Dragon Con up in Indianapolis, and that was one of the things that uh, mm. they saw a lot of that they thought was really awesome. Um, but also, a lot of artists are redrawing Disney characters to be of different genders. So they'll like switch, they'll make a lad and a woman, and Jasmine like a prince. And I think that's awesome. That's a neat kind of, um, I don't know, thing to be doing for nerds. Nice. Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. The, again, because it was so packed when we first got there. And, you know, I'm trying to keep up with Tammy and Dan and Josie, and it's it's a very tight fit. So, you know, we're just, you know, kind of trying to keep up with each other. But, you know, sometimes, you know, people cross, and it's very packed. So, you know, but you just keep an eye out, and you follow. There were these assholes that were doing, like, a fucking human chain. And, like, all, like, holding onto each other to, like, get through. Which makes what? it... What? Yeah, it was... It made every... It works for everybody. Because, listen, if you get... If somebody steps in front of you and your friends, you just keep an eye out and you catch up with your friends as soon as you can, you know, regroup. When these people forming these human chains, they basically just make traffic more awkward for everybody. And they're all I've doing never... this... You've got to realize this was packed. There was, oh, like, dude, no I... walk room. And that's a tactic of a lot of assholes. I'm going to call them assholes. I'm going to definitively not be nice for once and be like, fuck you, people. Because nice. that happens at concerts all the time. Someone's like, hey, hey, let me let, let me get through. And they have, like, a chain of people. Um, I've stopped letting them through. I smile and purposefully get in their way so they can't get around me. Because fuck yeah. those people. You well, shouldn't all- You shouldn't get around like that. Yeah, and it's also, like, there are people, like, they're coming, they're, they're you know, next to you. They're going the other way. Oh, it yeah. It just gets in the way. And it makes it so much more awkward for everybody. But it's the thing the is, but here's the big problem they're all because they're these are all these fucking socially awkward nerds they're all doing they're all like oh excuse me uh, excuse me, uh, oh was, and they're making like little jokes and they're not funny and they're fucking awful nightmare people and they're all like talking awkwardly and it's just all the little chitter chatter that's what's fucking driving me insane all this awkward nerd chatter as i'm just like just walk just walk let go of your friend and just walk and get the fuck out of my way don't try to talk to me and tell me your life story and why you all can't be separated because you're scared of the world. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> there, there are not enough breasts in the world to justify the awkwardness you're making me listen to. And there were a lot of breasts on display at this event. Breast, <laughs> but not enough to justify this. They were talking to you about their live stories? Oh, these people just talk. People just talk. Just talking. Just talking about stuff. Like We were in line to get pizza. And like... 
I fucking heard so many just just uh, confidently like, oh, what are you dressed in? Oh, you're just oh well, I was about to see that. I I'm really excited. I was hoping to see that. And I was like, why? I I like I just want there to be like a row of lockers that I can shove you assholes into so bad. <laughs> what what needs to happen is there needs to be a bully convention mm-hmm. where they bum rush one of these megacons and just come in like what's up nerd and actually does like bully oh, them. There's got to be some sort of because this is too much. I I'm presently looking at um, InsideTheMagic.net who chronicled uh, this is apparently a website covering themed entertainment from Disney and beyond, and they have uh, a full coverage on the Disney cosplay at this event, and it is bonkers. There's yeah. some weird shit happening. Some of it's good. Like there's a girl Gaston that is on point. There's a nice. dude Roger Rabbit who annoys me, but I'm sure. I mean, it's a good costume, but everything else, dude, is weird. So I can only mm. imagine. Imagine this is a small subset of everything that you saw. Yeah. And plus slightly more tame because it's Disney and not, you know, everything else. I, I, well, I mean, really, just imagine, like, 800 Harley Quinns and, uh, and 600 uh, uh, Poison Ivies. And, you know, it's, and that's pretty much what you've got. And all the Doctor Whos. Every Doctor. Why do we dress least... up at these things? Like... Is this, I mean, do these people go there and actually buy stuff? Because isn't that part of the convention to go to the talks and, like, hear ideas about the things that you enjoy and also to buy things of things you enjoy? Like, how did cosplay even become a part of this? Not that I dislike it. I mean, at its root, while, I mean, it's it's just like Halloween, but it's extended. I mean, I understand the spirit. At some point, I'm definitely buying Planet of the Apes makeup and going, like, Oh, we have to do that. Come on. Brad and I, when we were in high school, talked about doing that. I mean, we were on the cosplay train a long time ago. We never did it because we didn't want to do it if we couldn't do it right. Well, we didn't do it because we didn't have the money to do it because that shit's mad expensive. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. But, yeah, that's, but we didn't attempt a, right. a half-assed costume. We were like, nope, if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. Yeah. Um, we have to do that. But also, the, uh, like, I can't imagine these assholes because a lot of them are carrying around giant props. Like, especially a lot of the Harley Quinns have got these, like, giant um, mallets. And, like, I can't imagine carrying that around all day when you can barely maneuver through people. It's it's insane. Um, another thing I saw, there was this dude, and he had, like, a camera. It was, like, a nice camera with, like, you know, the, like, the, the long lens and everything. And, like, he's taking a lot of, you know, photos of the convention. And then I see this asshole straight up bend down and take an ass shot of a girl. Gross. With no, just no shame at all. Just, like, click, click, click. What the You saw someone take an upskirt photo. You... Well, there was no skirt involved. I mean, I... I... <laughs> okay, I mean, it's it's Megacon, apparently. I mean, come on, it's Megacon. There's... Um, that's horrible. You should have yeah. called him out across the room. Hey! That guy's it... a weirdo. Of course, I'm assuming all people are doing this because... I mean, come on. It's like, Comic-Con. I, like, a lot of these people have a very arrested development I, around a yeah. lot of things. I can only assume that it's not very comfortable. Not to say everyone does. Obviously, you don't. And, of course, Tammy and oh. Dan don't. What was this like for little Josie? Like, was she like, what the hell's going on? Or was she like, this is cool? Like, how does I how mean, does an eight-year-old process this? She was enjoying it for the most part. Um, like, she got bored after a while because, you know, it's just like trying to get through places and it's, you know... Oh, and plus, once you live by Disney World, yeah. you're seeing all these people half-assing, like, who is that? Yeah, I mean, like, there were some great weird... costumes as well. Oh, there okay, were some great so ones. It's a but... steampunk aerial? Okay, I guess. <laughs> Mixing genres and things. That's gotta be... Yeah. So, here's the big thing. 
So, of course, you know, we got there kind of late, so we didn't get to, you know, we didn't go to the Walking Dead thing, which uh, Tammy was looking forward to. Um, so we missed that one. Fine. Whatever. But the, the one thing uh, that she definitely had on, on her to-do list that I was, you know, down for, and they had warned me it was going to be kind of crazy, was this, uh, it was like a, it was the Whedonverse Shadowcast. Now they were going to be showing uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, and then the uh, the musical episode of Buffy back to back, and they were going to be doing it with the shadow cast. What is that? What's a shadow cast? You don't know what a shadow cast is? I really hope it doesn't involve shadow people because that would terrify oh. me. Oh, that would be scary. This is possibly scarier. What you've got <laughs> is a bunch of assholes uh, that are basically. It's the the film's playing on a screen on a you know it's projected onto a large screen. Um, you're in the audience watching, and then there's a bunch of assholes that are on the stage acting out what's happening on the screen. Ooh. It's like Rocky Horror Picture Show, but lamer somehow. Uh, it's um, and now and the, the quality is maybe that of maybe high school uh, theater class, maybe middle school drama class. It's bad. It's <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I've never been to Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I hate to say that because I, I really want to go yeah. see this at some point to understand what you're talking about. Because I've, I don't I've understand never seen how this. Well, you see, you've seen this this right. weird kind of Buffy shadow cast. They call it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how that's a thing. Like in Rocky Horror, I guess it's like, hey, we're gonna go up to the front and we look like these people because we're the best people dressed at it. Yeah, and we'll sing with the songs or whatever. I can kind of understand that. Yeah, but really, that is like a weird redundancy that I'm not cool with. I don't want to see well, some weirdo yeah. acting out what I'm seeing on the screen. And they're also why. They're also doing this thing where, like, okay, when when somebody says this, yell out this. When somebody does this, and they're also uh, yeah, there's a lot of fucking things happening. Um, first of all, the costumes. Some of them are have like, got the costumes like full out. Some of them are really half-assing the costumes. Mm. Um, none of them really look like they fit the parts very well. <laughs> like some better than others, but it's I mean, it's really it's it's like. It's like the freshman high school drama class staged their own production of uh, Dr. Horrible and Buffy. It is awkward as fuck. Because, like, once the songs, okay, like, you, you, you can do the choreography from the, you know, the show, and then it's just people acting out the choreography. But they're also, like, doing the dialogue. And they're not saying it. They're just mouthing the words. They don't sing. They just mouth the words and act it out. I, why? <laughs> now, here's the crazy thing. With the Buffy musical, like, there's actually some choreography and there's some there's some dance that they can do. With Dr. Horrible, there's not, it's not, there's not dance. There's not choreographed dance that they can do. So it's just people acting, which is weird. And they're really trying so hard. Like, you can tell they take this shit very seriously. Now, what we've also learned is they've never done the Buffy before. This is their first performance of the Buffy musical. Um, and oh. it actually has choreography, so I don't understand why they've, they've apparently been doing Dr. Horrible forever. And I don't know how, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Not, and this, they're also like, you know, you, you're yelling things out from the audience that are dumb, and it's like, whenever they say bad horse, everyone nay. And, oh, and of course it's also a sing-along. Um, so, so people oh. are just singing along, and like, I, you know. So we're having, 
It's all this the This is fans. three levels deep. So and we're not only also, watching it, we're mm-hmm. hearing people pretend to act it, which, again, I think is weird. Weirdest. Um, I can only assume, yeah, you've experienced it. I can't imagine that. But everyone around you is doing it, too. How? Why? Yeah, it's so fucking weird. What like, madness is this? <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I I felt like an old man that is like t- listening to kids talk about rock and roll like it's like I it's no this is nothing insane. like that this is because, this is weird no because like I'm looking around and everyone in the room it's like they, they are just super excited about this this is like the thing that they've been looking forward to all day why this is like I, one no. of the, this is like the last event of the day and it's like people are excited about it and they love this they fucking love it and I'm like. I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere. I want to be sitting in a in a in a quiet, dark coffee shop in a three-piece suit discussing Crimea. That's where I want to be. Which I I, I would also love to be in that place with you, friend. Oh. That is. So how but, did you survive? Oh, I'm not done did describing they, this. Um, well, did they because, look at you as an outsider? Like, why is that guy not singing? Hey, that guy's judging us. Maybe he belongs to that bully convention that's been running around. No, because they were too busy yelling things at the screen. Um, because it's also, like, people are also, like, yelling jokes, and it's kind of got, like, a, we're riffing this. Like, we're being mystery science theater about it. But they're terrible, awkward, socially broken nerds. <laughs> and at one point, so in Dr. Horrible, at one point, they're, like, they're, they, there's this one girl in the back that's, like, hates Felicia Day. Like, hates her in the way that only, that people only hate women. <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. Like, it's like... What has Felicia Day ever done? She's a cute little thing, doing her thing. You can't hate Felicia Day, but... She's delightful. She she is. She's a delight. Uh, but, like, I, it's so weird. And uh, the thing, it's, it's like, imagine... It's like being in the room of live tweeting. It's like all the worst of the internet is in a room physically, and you're listening to it. And this, like, people just, like, this girl, one girl, just te- tearing Felicia Day down. You're ugly. You can't sing. You shouldn't be in this. You're awful. Which, uh, that never happens with guys, by the way. It's only women that no. people attack like that. It's and so that's fucking weird. And weird. Because, like, um, was Nathan Fillion there? Like, no. Why would, no, why would she yelling. scream at the screen? That doesn't make any sense. It's the same idiots who clap at because the end of a movie in a movie theater. No one's fucking there for the movie. You don't have to clap. Well, when you have shadow casters, when you have shadow casters, you can clap. Well, my question then, was she talking about the woman on stage and not the actual Felicia Day? No, she's saying, she's talking to Felicia Day. She's very clear. She hates Felicia Day. Which, um, also, Nathan Fillion, not a singer. Like, he's fine. Because they're both fine. Because this isn't, uh, it doesn't matter. It's Dr. Horrible's sing-along block. It doesn't matter that they're not singers. They're perfectly fine and competent for what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean Neil Patrick Harris can sing much better than anyone else in there, but of course he's also the lead. Yeah, I mean it's and it's perfectly entertaining, but it's not. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. People just really like getting into it, and it's just it's terrible. The jokes are terrible. Uh, like and and then we got to the Buffy one. Then they take like a ten minute break to like switch out casts. Um, and they Jesus. do the Buffy one, and it, oh my god, that one got even crazier. I didn't know it could get crazier, but it got crazier. Like, people just, like, yelling at, like, characters that they hated. <sighs> then at one point, it's like, uh, then at one point, like, these two characters, and they kiss, and then they're like, <gasps> and then th- this girl next to me, oh my god, she really got into the Buffy one, and, like, this girl was a monster. <laughs> like, she's just screaming, and, and by screaming, I mean screaming and spitting, um, spit landing on my arm constantly. Um, as she's yelling things, I hate you because you're a terrible actress. You're a terrible actress. 
Why is this happening? Because you're a terrible actress. All right, we get it. You do not like this actress. Fine. Um, Who's the actress? Like God, Sarah Michelle Gellar? It was terrible. Just so many, so many, so many things she was yelling at. And then at one point, it's like, you should kiss. No, you should fuck. You should fuck. <laughs> and awkward, just awkward as hell. It was so damn awkward. Uh, oh, there was this guy behind me during the Doctor Horrible that really, he really, he thought he was Nathan Fillion. Like, he was, like, getting into that song, and he was singing, like, ridiculously loud. And, I mean, he didn't have a terrible voice. He had a strong voice. Um, a clearly not trained voice. <laughs> but he had he a was... strong voice and clearly not trained. That's one of the best... <laughs> I hear that voice now in my head, Brad. Like, that yeah. was so on point. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that voice before. And he was really just trying to be Nathan Fillion. And he was, he was just so over the top. It was like... Was he trying to land fuck? like an agent deal? Like, I, I don't, again, I don't understand this. I don't understand anything about this, Alex. Like, I don't get it. I want these kids off my lawn. I want them to stop listening to their loud music. I don't want... I don't understand... <laughs> It was a goddamn fucking nightmare. Also, just side note, before it started, I saw a grown-ass man walking around eating a dum-dum pop. <laughs> How? How does that happen? Because guess what? <laughs> guess what, men? Here's, you're not allowed to wear shorts, and you're not allowed to walk around eating a, a dum-dum. Mm, 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 delicious. No. No. You can't do that. You're an adult! I mean, he likes it, though. You cannot eat a lollipop on a stick if you're an adult. Listen, I, if, if you if you want to eat a piece of candy, here's what you do. Break off the stick, you have a little hard candy in your mouth. You can have that. That's fine. I'm not going to stop you. Have at it. But what you're not allowed to do is walk around like an idiot licking <laughs> candy on a stick. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Right? Well, I guess it depends. No. Well, what do you what do you think about those cake pops at Starbucks? Have you ever eaten or seen someone eat one of those? Um, I think it's ridiculous. I would never do it. But I mean, food on a stick is kind of ridiculous. But you're just I, other I than mean, s'mores. I, that's a couple of bites and you're done. You're not walking around. Yeah, that's weird. Um, what's even weirder is the the length Brad has gone to show me illustrating in the, in the video um, of ah, just really tugging that lollipop. I can only imagine this guy doing the same thing, and that's Absolutely. weird. Absolutely, that's so, weird. It was so fucking bizarre. Like, what the hell is happening? I mean, foods on stick is weird anyway. I yeah. no one likes corn dogs. No one really likes a corn dog. Yeah, I'm I'm a little weirded out by shish kebab. I always take all the stuff off the shish kebab and then eat it. I guess that's how you're supposed to eat it. I don't know. I don't like my things on things. So this guy, this guy eating a lollipop is weird, Brad. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a straight up nightmare show. I it, it panic inducing, pure panic. I uh, there was also I, and I wasn't there for this, but Tammy sent me a photo. Scooter bitch dressed her scooter up like a TARDIS. What? Mm-hmm. And she was a companion, I'm assuming? Or was she being the doctor? Um, I... Not I that am, it I'm matters, go, but I'm trying I'm to get I'm going to forward you this photo. I'm almost scared, Brad. The last time you forwarded me a photo, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. How early did she have? To, how early did she have to get out of the house to get this thing wheeled into the fucking convention center? Who, who knows? Who knows? Well, granted, that was on Friday when the traffic was not nearly. It was nothing. The Saturday was just the one day of terrible, insane traffic. 
I will say this. She's also getting, I guess, directions from one of the new Frozen princesses. But I'm not sure who she's supposed to be. But anyway, uh, th- it's not bad. For a, for a scooter bitch making a TARDIS, it's okay. I, it, the craftsmanship's okay. I mean, it's a box attached to it. And yeah. It's got an okay paint job. It's, it's not bad. It's still it's crazy. Monster. monster. Still, I mean, yeah, no one's denying this, the monster side. You went up to a straight-up monster den, dog. I don't... Uh, I was in the den of monsters. And you survived. I you did. survived. Would you ever recommend it? Like, should I come down with an eighty-six dollar ticket from Cincinnati to go to a convention with you guys for the I, sheer spectacle? To I would. I, I, next year I may hit up like either the Sunday or the Friday, but I'm not. I'm not going to try the Saturday again because no, it's just too much. Much more it's impossible. If it's a thirty-minute drive, that means it's only like an hour walk, right? We could walk to the convention center pretty easily. Uh no, no, because it interstates and whatnot. Mm, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Just an idea. Just an idea. But, um, like, and some people, like, they just get, like, a, you know, hotel there, so it's right there, and you can just walk over. Also, like, there were places, like, we saw people that were parking, like, at shopping centers and then walking, which would only be, like, you know, a mile. It's just, you know, we had, you know, eight-year-old child. You had a child, and yeah, and plus you don't want to walk a mile to go to a convention center. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, so. Um... Yeah, I, I would say people who are in Orlando, next time you go to a convention, um, maybe Brad and I will be there. Who knows? Um, and we might be in Planet of the Apes makeup. Indeed. I mean, there were some yep. neat vendors and things. Um, the guy that uh, um, did this uh, little Muppet card here with uh, New Zealand, also he also had the monster cereals. <gasps> he had a Booberry and a Count Chocula. See, that's the kind of stuff you go to those conventions yeah. for. Like, there was some cool neat stuff. artwork, I guess, and things that you can frame and put up on a wall. Um, I've heard some crazy stories from conventions like MegaCon. Um, the weirdest one I think I've heard was at DragonCon, they went to a redubbing of anime, or, yeah, anime uh, erotica, mm-hmm. where they would watch that weird... Okay, I, I'm using weird judgmentally, and I don't mean to, but the very I... strange... Um, I mean, to each their own, but definitely strange to me and mm-hmm. odd to me in my taste. Um, anime erotica, like sh- the the tentacle weird creature things, and th- but they would do that live, so they would have that playing, and then people would take turns getting up on stage and in karaoke mode dub over the video, like they would say whatever I guess the characters mm. were saying. It sounds slightly less awkward than what you were exposed to. Yeah. Because at least at this point, there's no other sound. It's just people up there, like, making up stories. I'm sure... I mean, you just sound like, dude, I hate... You were in a nightmare stage. Oh, yeah. Brad, I hate to bring up another nightmare stage, but stay away from Ireland is all I got to tell you. Okay. Stay away from Ireland at least until after the 1st of July, because Ireland has gone crazy. What's what's happening? Um, Country music singer Garth Brooks... I'm starting his world tour in July, and the first place he's going to go to is a place called uh, Croc Park, or, yeah, Croke Park, I guess, in Ireland. Um, tickets went on sale, sold out the first concert within minutes, so he decided to do a second concert, sold that out. This man has sold out five concerts straight what? at this giant concert venue We're in Ireland. We're talking about Garth Brooks, right? Talking about Garth Brooks. Um, 400,000 tickets were sold. That averages out to 1 in 10 Irish citizens. 1 in 10. 10% of the Irish population in the beginning of July is going to go see Garth Brooks. 
Why? What? That's a good fucking question. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> There's. They defend themselves, saying that they say no. We're, we're we're going to see Chris Gaines, not Garth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please let Chris Gaines open for Garth Brooks. I would give fucking anything. I would go there. I would try to find a way to get a ticket. <laughs> One of those shows is actually Chris Gaines. In disguise. Um, so, I did not know this, but the Irish people love country music. Hmm. Um, and the reason, or how they defend themselves is because, and Brad, you know this, because we grew up in, in Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, country capital of the world, mm-hmm. that country music is really just a series of really elaborate ballads and or stories, right? Uh, I wouldn't um, say elaborate, but okay. What? I mean, I, I stories that hit hit to your heart, your heart of hearts. Mm. Um, this guy, um, his name is John Creedon. He is an Irish uh, radio personality. Defended it, saying this: "In essence, a ballad is a story. So, as a nation of storytellers, it's hardly surprising that the Irish are drawn to the streets of Laredo and other country music ballads, particularly when so many of these stories of regular folk are set to melodies that originate on this side of the Atlantic. Many mm. of them Irish and Scottish tunes. Um, I don't think so. There may be five uh, Garth Brooks songs that originate in Scottish or Irish tunes." The the rest of them are not. Yeah. Five concerts. Five oh days. It's a Garth Brooks fucking holiday. No. Oh. No. God. That's... Oh. Do they like Jay Leno? Can we send him over too? Yeah, dude, I, at this point, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, we know Taylor Swift is going to be bound for Ireland if they love country music that much. And you know we love Taylor. She's a project child of Ramjack, former yeah. project child. Garth Brooks is a jerk. A, can, we just send, can we send all of our garbage to Ireland? Can we just relocate Nashville to Ireland? I like that idea. Let's get rid of. Let's get can we all just take, music. Can we take the state of Tennessee, uproot it, shake, it, hold it over Ireland, and then just kind of shake it off? <laughs> I say we chopper it over. Let's let's carve it out of the ground uh-huh. and chopper it over, and just drop it in the water and be like, here you go. Welcome <laughs> to here. Have Ireland part two. <laughs> the UK just got bigger. Um, so yeah, uh, the, just, just so everyone knows also, um, this, the people who live around the stadium are fucking pissed because they don't want five days of Garth Brooks. Um, just like this megacon where streets are unnavigable. You just can't navigate them. Um, there's so much traffic. They say, look, we can't, our economy can't handle this. So they're in intense negotiations with the, um, I guess ticketing agency and actually, uh, the venue, and they might actually cancel most of these concerts nice. out of sheer uh, determination and willpower. Nice. But I don't know what's going to happen when uh, a tenth of the Irish population can't go to a concert they want to. That That's a scary number, dude. Also, think well, about that. How that's many, a scary number. Now, 10% of the population are when a 1% or, well, I guess 2%, that just loves Garth Brooks enough to go to each and every one of the concerts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. Because you know those people exist. Oh. I, I wish the people of Ireland luck. Um, we will definitely stay on top of this story to let you know what happens. I think this is not only global, I mean, this is global news, Brad. Oh. Five concerts Terror of Garth news. Brooks Holiday in Ireland. Guys, stop. Should we put Ireland on watch? Definitely. Ireland, what is going on? Talk to us. Brad, I want you to talk to me right now, and I want you to be completely honest, and no hiding, okay? No hiding. Like you're hiding by holding your face just at a frame of the video? Can't even see the frame of the video. My web browser's covering that up. 
Um, I have with me three questions. All right. Um, tested questions. Uh, collaborated from data uh, brought to you by OKCupid. Brad, you're hiding. Brad, you're hiding behind. Is that a notebook? Is that a new notebook with flowers? Because that's awesome. Added to the collection. Um, everyone who's done online dating, <laughs> it almost looks like you have a present because of the the pattern on the book. It's almost like I've got a present. I've got a present. <laughs> What's inside? What's inside? Um, paper. So, oh. <laughs> Pretty paper, pretty ribbons. Um, so, yeah. So, I didn't know this, but OkCupid's has hired four Harvard-trained mathematicians to do a lot of their back-end data and or collect, you know, data collecting of questions. And they've pulled together the questions that matter most in relationships. And apparently, yeah. how you answer these three questions determines on whether your relationship has legs or whether it will, it's ultimately doomed to fail. Mm. Brad, my question to you is how, if this is in relationships, how does this not also extend to all relationships? And in really, Ramjack is a relationship between us and our listeners, but mainly between us as hosts, as friends. So Brad, I think we should answer these questions to see if Ramjack is gonna, is gonna make it. All right. If that's okay with you. Let's do it. Also, anyone at home right now, if you're listening with your significant others or friends, answer these questions with yourselves. And see if it's if it if you don't get at least two out of three right, it's over. So just deal with that. Here's the first question, Brad. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's that's a shock to me because I have a different answer. Oh boy. Oh no. Um, I like horror movies, but is my is my answer to this? I'm not a huge horror movie fan unless it's a really good horror movie, and I can make fun of it. I fucking love Paranormal Activity. So that good. was great. That was an awesome experience with you. I mm -hmm. tend to like watching horror movies with other people because alone I'm either scared to death or I'm like, eh. And most of it's like, eh, because it's hard for me to psych myself out as an adult now. Um, so my, my, my answer to that is I like horror movies, but don't seek them out on my own at all. So that's, I don't know how that really, let's go to the next question. Have you ever traveled around another country alone? No. Yes, but only for like five or ten minutes. I don't that um, doesn't count. Well, I, I I wasn't within the people that were there with me. Uh, I was in they the, mean travel around. Five or ten minutes you were not traveling. When I was in England, I also I mean I, I traveled by myself in Mexico for five or ten minutes. Um and I went to go buy flowers for the girlfriend I yeah, was. Yeah, you, you walked down the, the street. You walked down the street. I, you didn't travel. I walked down the street to make a romantic gesture for a woman. Um I was alone though, Brad, but that's as far as I would go. I've never traveled by myself in a foreign country. Um and I will say in England I did go down to the corner store by myself while Ben, who was on the show before and my former roommate, um, was still nursing his hangover at the hotel from the Hungarian New Year's Eve party still, we crashed. Still, Stories for another not, time. That's still not traveling. That's But now here's the question, Brad. I guess the more route to this is would you ever travel around alone in another country? Oh yeah, sure. See, I don't I, I, I guess I could if I had to, but I don't know if that'd be my initial I wouldn't want I wouldn't seek that out. So I guess it's kind of half and half. One foot Brad's committed to these questions. Yes. Yes. I'm like, yes, but. Yeah, maybe, but. So my one foot in, one foot out. Qu Brad, this is the question that's going to really... Wouldn't it be fun to chuck it all and go live on a sailboat? <sighs> Third question, tried and true. The Harvard-trained mathematicians. Didn't graduate, but trained at Harvard. Okay, Cupid. I mean... Wouldn't it be fun, Brad, to just chuck it all and go live on a sailboat? 
On a sailboat? No, probably not. <laughs> um, like, I get the idea of, like, uh, you know, throwing life away, just go- escaping and just, uh, but on a sailboat? No. Yeah. Sailboats are hard. As someone who has sailed on a sailboat, even though it was a small one in a lake, um, yeah. that it's was too much trying. work. There's it's a lot I, of work. That, you're not going to live a life like that. You're not going to just go and no. do that. You're... Your, your life will be clinging to that boat and hoping, a oh, goodness. And can you imagine riding a storm out in a boat on yeah, the ocean? Yeah, not interested. No. No. no, if the question is, um, what about just like throwing it all away and getting one of those jobs in an Antarctic uh, science station where you're the only person with just you and your supplies? Yeah, huh. yeah, sure. Absolutely. Huh. I don't know, though, dude. You got to worry about stuff like that. Do you read that thing where they resurrected that 5,000-year-old moss from the Arctic? I mean, that's science, but that's a fun but time. Is, well, Is the, is the moss going to stop me from enjoying my life in the quiet Antarctic science station? No. Actually, I think that's probably one of the best. I always thought that you should get a job in one of those. Yeah. Out of all the people I know, I mean, we could easily do the podcast via satellite internet, probably with yeah. a better connection. Um, Definitely. If you got one of those uh, oil rig jobs where you're just on the mm-hmm. oil rig and they bring you supplies and you get paid wicked amounts of money because you're just alone on an oil rig, those things ain't going to topple. Those things are meant to last. Definitely. Um, but is Ramjack meant to last? Given these questions, it seems like I'm willing to bend and or <laughs> adjust to things like horror movies and traveling. Um, and we would never do it from a sailboat. So I think Ramjack has legs. Yes. I-, I think we're doing this, Brad. I think we can do this for another 177 episodes. Nice. Maybe more. Ooh. Yay. Goodness, please uh, phone in and tell us how you did with your significant others in this test, uh, ladies yes. and gentlemen. You'll if, get the phone uh, number to end of the show, but guys, if we've uh, caused any divorces, let us know. <laughs> Wouldn't be us. It's these Harvard-trained mathematicians mm. from the OK Cupids. OK Cupids. I almost want it to be more like that. Well, friends, it's that super special time of the week where we talk about our pals on Perfect Strangers. Um, something Brad and I like to do, and uh, we've been doing it for a while now, is we like to try to summarize episode content and or themes and stories, uh, much like a, a country music singer or an Irish storyteller, in less than a minute, or as close to a minute as possible without going over. Uh, we don't do it with music, but we do have a fun time doing it. Brad, I think it's my turn to try to summarize in less, uh, as close to a minute as possible. This episode of Perfect Strangers. All right. This is season two, episode eight. Can I get a witness? All right. Alex, you are going to have one minute. Please, do you need a moment to collect your thoughts? I do need a slight moment, Brad. Let's see. I think I can do this. All right. And you will go in three, two, one, go. Valky was stopped on his way to the comic book store to buy the latest Spider-Man comic book. Love that, by the way. Uh, by what Valky doesn't understand is a mobster trying to get him to be a drug mule or some sort of uh, drug, or some sort of mule. Uh, Valky assures Cousin Larry that this is not the case. Cousin Larry's like, dude, it is the case. Valky has a bag uh, full of something, and Larry forces him to open it. There's a fight. There's a scuffle. Open it up. Five and one dollar bills explode everywhere. Oh no, this must be drug money. Um, uh, also, oddly enough, cops were trailing Balky with a bag of money. <laughs> and they arrest both Larry and Balky when the bag explodes. They go to the uh, police office. The police officers believe that they have nothing, really, that they, they don't really know what's going on. And, but ask them to testify against this mobster. The mobster threatens Balky and Larry's lives. They can't testify, but Balky, because he wants to be an American citizen and believes that everything in America is about upholding truth, justice, and, and our ways, which is not what America, being Americans 
all about. Uh, as like an idiot goes up onto this uh, stand, testifies. Um, they're gonna let him go because only Balky will testify because Larry's a fucking coward. Um, he's gonna get scot free. Balky's going to die. Him and Larry will die if the mobster doesn't go to jail. Larry says, "It says we've got. I'll testify. I'll testify. I'll testify." They testify together. They send that couple. They send that guy away, and that's perfect strangers. One minute, 25 seconds. Fuck! I thought surely you were going to say one minute, and I was going to scream and cheer. Yay! (laughs) Anytime you say one, my heart sinks, but I still have hope, Brad. I still have hope. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got to get my gank. Guys, I apologize. Gotta get back on I apologize. What happened to me? Don't know. We we were so good. I I would I but, was on point a few times. You know what? Here's the thing though. We we you know we used to do two episodes a podcast. Quite we true. We used to do a Belvedere and Perfect Strangers every week. We'd have to go at it. Now we're doing you know one show and then we've had guests on. So we haven't even been doing it every other. So it's you know we're luckily if we do we're lucky if we do one summary a month. You gotta get back in the game. We really, I mean, yeah, I mean, that is true. So, yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta buckle down and practice. But this episode starts off, and already, fashion nightmare. Where <laughs> Fuck, is Larry man. getting these sweaters? It needs to stop. It needs to stop. I, I know it will stop. The 80s eventually comes to a crashing halt, and in the 90s, we don't wear sweaters like this anymore. I know that time will catch up with them and stop it, but Brad, for our sanity, for our fashion, because I often wonder if us watching these old 80s shows interferes with any of our present-day fashion, because we're constantly connected to this type of... We're constantly bombarded and I, by horrific 80s fashions. I wonder mm-hmm. if I'm not realizing that I'm walking out looking like Balky. Are out looking like Larry because of my sweater choices and just don't know it. So I, I, Brad, please, if you ever see me, um, you've called me out on wearing shorts on the show before. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing shorts now. I'm not gonna. I'm to me that doesn't. It doesn't bother me that much. It's it's hot in here and I'm trying to cool down. Um, but if you see me looking like anything from this show, especially this fucking sweater, please stop me, friend. How I will do, do the same do, for uh, you. I promise. All right, it's light blue. Uh, with it's got like black sleeves with like little. Uh, lines on it? They're not even Are stripes, they they're just lines. I, it almost looks like super dark navy blue, which is even kind of worse. Uh, and again, the way they've... It has like an elastic band around the bottom of the sweater, so it hugs his shirt, like his, his torso, but it also folds over the elastic band? That's uh, weird in its own right. Yeah, but the pattern, like, I don't understand the pattern. No, it's weird. And what is that gray? What are those grays and lines? Yeah, it's like there's like little... I, I can't tell if it's just random, like, nonsense or if there's words written on it. Like... No, that looks like random nonsense of fabric. <sighs> it's, it's... It's... It's insane. Um, and what he's doing, and he, he's he's realized that Balky has messed up all of his record albums, and he's put the records yeah. in the wrong sleeves. Classic Balky. Um, again, hey 80s, how's it going? <laughs> your record <laughs> albums and your sleeves. It's almost like Balky does it on purpose, though, because he mixes names that are similar. And I can't remember any of the artist names off the top of my head because it's the 80s and I'm like, eh. It was it was like uh, Olivia Newton-John and Elton John. Oh, easily mixed up. He just saw John and decide, oh, this works. Can Balky read? Uh, apparently, I mean, he's, he's, he's an excellent scholar, according to Carol Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> So Larry is lamenting over, I gotta, my, what do you, roommates, you know, just gotta shuffle my records back around. I gotta talk to him about this. Valky comes in wearing the most ridiculous hat I've ever seen a human being wear. Uh, yeah. It is, what is this? Like, 
<laughs> it's so form-fitting. Baki's hair is coming out from the back of it, and what... It's ridiculous. Like yeah. he, he he looks like uh, an extra on some sort of strange Wizard of Oz production or some sort of strange villager. It's a Meepo's hat, and it makes straight up Meepo's hat. Um, Balky comes in excited because he has a, he has another job, Brad. So now that now they're a three income house, uh, which is awesome because Larry and Balky already have a job. Now Balky's new job gives them a second a, a third income. They're moving on up. Right. Um. He, basically, he he was buying the latest issue of Spider-Man comics. Um, awesome. And he ran into this guy Vince, it, who who his office is the back seat of a car, um, with huh. his two secretaries. Okay, but like and door-to-door salesman. I don't know, not so much. Uh, the job is, uh, Balky just has to deliver this package, which is which is just like. A like a like a brown like shopping bag. He's just to deliver this to his uncle's place, and uh, he just can't walk the same way uh, twice because he might be followed. So uh, that's all there is to it. And he gets paid fifty dollars, which Larry's like fifty dollars. That's high. That's that's a lot of money to Larry. We've learned that before. Oh yeah. So that's all it is. He just delivers this package, like, but it's like groceries or like smokes. Well, he's not allowed to look. He's not, he's not allowed to look in the package. Oh, of course not. That's not his package. It's like the mail. You can't right. look at someone else's mail. You can't look at someone else's package. It goes against everything. Exactly. So Balky is competing with UPS and FedEx, basically, right. but on a you know a singular level. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing weird. Um, he brings uh, he brings cousin Larry a gift that he bought him with his first uh, paycheck from Vince. Um, it's a what potato did he spend clock. Fifty dollars on in the oh one more time. It's a potato clock. Okay. You know, like, is it a, a clock that looks like a potato? Because that's weird. It's a clock that runs on a potato. <laughs> Even weirder. Even mm-hmm. weirder. Of course, Larry doesn't understand what the fuck he's looking at. I don't understand what it is at first. I thought it was a toddler's toy because it almost looks like it's got some kind of weird track that like a marble or something would go on. But no, it's it's a clock ran by a potato. How long yeah. do you think this could work? How much? I mean, potatoes get kind of gross after a while, right? Yeah, you're not. I, I don't know. I don't know how long a potato is good for as a battery. Surely you have to reset it every time because it's the 80s. It has no, like, battery backup. So are you changing out potatoes daily? Not daily, but it's got to be weekly. I mean, I, I imagine you could probably get, I don't know, is it, is, are you leaving your clock in a cool, <laughs> cool damp place? I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how long it'll work for, but not long enough. I mean, Larry has every right to be concerned that now that they're making more money with this third income, Balky's just going to spend it on the weirdest shit. Yeah. Why Balky thinks this would be a good... For cousin Larry, Balky? How do you buy for Larry, though? I mean, really? (laughs) Well, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You you never know. Balky refuses to believe that uh, this job is anything except completely above board. (laughs) Of course. Why would he have any reason to doubt? He's so trusting. Um, yeah, Larry obviously says, nope, this can be, this is up to no good. Balky, you gotta, you gotta quit, you just gotta quit. Um, Balky is determined, though, that there's, this is all on the up and up. So they are arguing, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, next day, they are... They're coming, they, they come to the shop, and they, and, uh, because Larry has basically said, alright, tomorrow at lunch, when you make your next delivery, I'm going with you. So the next day, they're coming into the store, and in they come with a rolled up brown paper bag... I, at this point, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, Larry is stepping up on his fashion game. Yeah. Because he's wearing a pretty cool. Um, uh, I mean, it's super 80s, but like it's a brown like 80s jacket. Yeah. 
It's a little puffy in areas, which are weird, but beyond that, it's pretty. It's much more on point than what we've seen him in. Yeah. I don't just like Baki's red jacket. I love that we've turned this into a fashion podcast. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's all really I, it, Every time we watch a show, every scene, it's like, oh, and what are they wearing? I'm just taking screen caps and posting them on Facebook. As you should be. Um, um, they get into a fight. Baki won't let Larry look in the bag. Larry's like, what's in the bag? Um, they uh, they scuffle. Um, Larry and Baki are thrust up on the table. Uh, Twinkasetti comes out of his office, walks out. It's like, later, guys, and walks out. Um, why was he on the episode? They had to pay him money as I, a guest uh, appearance. Someone got paid royalties for it, so I'd get all the, well, all the better for the writers, yeah, I guess. I, well, I feel like, I feel like he's... I feel like Twink is, because I feel like he's, like, in the cast enough that I feel like he's getting, maybe he's getting some money regardless, and and they just felt the need to use him. But, I mean, really, he has one line. He walks out, sees them fighting, and then walks out the door. I'm going to lunch. And then he's gone. So, I, I like, I yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, they do not use Ernie Sabella enough. And oh, I love Ernie Sabella. But it does continue his characterization of, like, I don't give a shit. Guys fighting, whatever. Make me money. It escalates. Right. As only a Perfect Strangers fight can. And the bag rips. And a slew of one and five dollar bills goes everywhere. Yeah. One as and well five as, dollar bills. As well as some uh, some numbers, because uh, turns out uh, this guy Vince is running a numbers racket. Oh, a numbers racket. It's illegal that? gambling. It's illegal gambling. At first, I wasn't sure what a numbers racket was when Larry said it. I was like, numbers racket? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gambling. Uh, yeah, he's running books. People taking taking odd gambles on things. And um, I... Now, I, I laughed like... when I saw the one in $5 bills pop out, dude. I'll be honest. Well, because it's... it's like, it's... there could be more than $50 there. And Larry's like, oh, my goodness, this is big-time money. I mean, it's probably a couple hundred dollars. A couple hundred. But it, it's a numbers racket, so it's not going to be, you know, big sticks. But the thing is, Larry immediately says something along the lines of, he's like, listen, uh, it's illegal gambling, and I bet that's not all he's doing. Well, uh, no, hold on. <laughs> let's slow the train down, Larry. Let's, I, uh, let's think about this. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, but I just feel like, first of all, numbers racket. It's like such like a. Uh, it's a, It feels like a small time hustle. It like, is. Like numbers racket. Like that's like first of all, it's not the 1930s. Like, <laughs> like I. If you start off, I just feel like if this guy is the big time like mobbed up guy that we've been led to believe that he is. Why is he? Why is he so? I don't know. Why is he like so hands on? He's like he picked Balky up. He hired him to like transport the money for this little gambling operation. It's very strange. Like like what is this guy's in game? Like it almost sounds like this is some dude who's trying to be kind of like a mobster gangster, but isn't. Yeah. So Larry is beside himself for whatever. I mean, obviously. I I mean, if this happened to us. I'd be slightly worried. Mm. I don't know how it happened to us as a show or, you know, how we would be gullible enough to do something. But, hey, it's cool. Whatever. But when they open the bag, Larry says, look, um, we've got to give this money. We can't make it look like we opened this. Get the tape. We're going to take the bag back up. Why don't you just get another bag? The bag's yeah, probably not marked. Yeah. Idiot. It's a brown paper bag. Just get another one. You're in a store. Bucky's, I bet you've got yeah. one. But Larry, again, doesn't think very quick, and Balky's like, all right. So Balky, and I, I really don't know if Balky just does this because he's so innocent or because Balky's constantly trying to troll Larry and make him mad for his own jollies that, for some reasons, we're not really sure of. Mm -hmm. um, but he reaches over, grabs the tape from the dispenser, which is on the counter, and then pulls it a whole huge line of tape out to the bag. 
Yeah. I feel like this is one of the rare moments where, like, a physical comedy bit just doesn't really land on the show. Yeah. Because why would anyone do that? Because it's weird. weird. Like, it, it's a little much. It doesn't really play out. Uh, nope. And it's like, and it, I just feel it ends before it really begins. <laughs> well, yeah, it, they do that, and almost immediately the, the two women come in who are undercover cops, right? Yeah. And they say, hey, we've been following you. We see that that bag has full of money, and we know who gave it to you. You're coming downtown for questioning. No! So. Who's left in charge of the store? Uh, hmm. <laughs> Twink said he's going to be fucking pissed, Brad. Yeah. He went out to lunch for an hour. Let's be honest. He's the owner. Maybe he'll be out for two hours. He ain't doing nothing. Comes Entirely back and possible. no one's monitoring the store. No one came in the store, but no one was there to see if anyone did come in the store. What if someone needed some discount items? Some random discount items. I still love that they always change the the inventory in this. Yeah. I don't know how, but awesome. Um, these undercover cop ladies, Brad. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's okay to be honest, man. It's okay to you don't have to hold back your. I don't. I don't know this. if the joke is supposed to. I, Cause see, I, I you gotta get your mind in an '80s mindset, and like I can't really work out what the what the bit is supposed to be. Are we supposed to think that they're like they're like just women shopping and uh, on the streets of Chicago? Like, yeah. they do blend in well as just they're normal not, women. Yeah, they're not dressed as cops, and but I don't know. Like, I feel like it's supposed to be a big reveal that, oh my gosh, they were police. But at the same time, they were carrying themselves, like, one of them, like, looks fucking tough. Like, she walks in looking <laughs> tough. So I'm like, oh, are we, are we going to find out that these are, like, this is, like, the mobster's girlfriend or something? But no, they're cops. Okay. I, but there was in no time I, where I was just like, all right, I knew they were something. <laughs> Again, there just wasn't there wasn't time to think that they were anything except something. I, it seems like this episode does go off on a pretty quick clip. Yeah. And while it's always entertaining, and you know, after I found their cops, I was like, all right, well, that's it's going I, too fast. The, I, well, because Perfect Strangers is such a slow, tiny show. Oh, like, yeah. Usually, you know, there's like not much happening. We can talk about it all the time, but in this one, a lot of shit happens. Yeah. Which um, I like. It's but, but it's just. And it has to happen for the story, but it's clearly, it's like, it's, this is not how they work. This is not the show's strength. So <laughs> They're finding their footing. They're finding their footing, though. I mean, yeah. it's still entertaining and fun. No one's saying it's not, but you're okay. right. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, um, we mean, like, we're on season two, episode eight, so we're like, what, 14 episodes total at this point? Um, I mean, 15 if you count the pilot with Louie Anderson, but... <laughs> Louie Anderson. Ugh. We cut to that night. They're back in their apartment. Jennifer and Marianne are back. Hooray! Um, Marianne. <laughs> oh, Marianne. <laughs> Marianne is wearing this, like, purple outfit, but with these, like, boots with the highest heels on the planet. Yeah, and they're like a, a very light tan color boot with the purple. It does mm-hmm. not flatter it. It, it yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> No, Brad. the boots don't make any sense. Like, until I noticed the boots, her outfit is, it's okay. Like, I mean, I, yeah. she was a contender. Um, Whereas Jennifer's just wearing a giant monster sweater. Her and Larry are made for each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, her so sweater girls, looks like a cube. It's, it does. It's so square. It's weird. Does she have shoulder pads in the sweater? It almost I looks believe. like she has shoulder pads in the I, sweater. I think she has shoulder pads all the way around her arms. <laughs> Those are yeah, those are straight up shoulder pads. There's no way she has shoulders yeah. like a linebacker. Come oh, on, boy. No one, 
Um, it was a different time. Ugh. I will say Balky looks like a mobster with his yeah. overalls and his <laughs> striped shirt and his high pants. He's got a pinstripe shirt, a blue shirt, um, like high pants, and then suspenders. Yeah. That's a crook. That's a straight-up mobster. Yeah. But the girls had gone to... I mean, because, yeah, the cops arrested Larry and Balky, and they went to jail. And the girls went to bail them out or get them from jail. Yeah. Also, is Jennifer's hair bigger? Yeah, her hair gets bigger all the time. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, they picked him up, and basically, they they are gonna testify against Vince now. Yeah, because that's um, the only way the cops let him go. Well, they, the cops realized that these guys weren't a part of any of the scheming, especially Balky, and said, "Look, um, we're gonna let you go, but we would love you testify so we can put this guy away." Yeah, for yeah. Running his like, small I, number of games, I guess. I mean, it seems pretty shifty to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you would let them go. <laughs> you found them with a bag full of numbers and money, so... Yeah, I mean... Unless they've been trailing that other guy... Dude, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but... I guess... I guess they talked it out. I mean, really, Balky's not bright enough to really... <laughs> he's not gonna try to give you a fake story, so... Oh, no. I guess. And, I mean, come on. Cousin Larry was probably a puddle of a person mm-hmm. in the... Uh, <laughs> just moping. I would have really loved to see them at the jail... Yeah, um, there's also something really weird in here in which uh, Jennifer says, I, I bet that's that same guy that was giving us trouble. What? Yeah. What was that about? Like, I, I feel like they're really pushing it to let you know that this is a bad guy because they start off with a numbers game, which I'm like, it, it feels like, you know, small time crook. Yeah. So, and then Larry's like, I bet that's not all he's doing. And now Jennifer's like, oh, and he's, you know, he's the guy that gave us trouble that is never described. Um, Hassling these ladies at the gym. Because, I mean, really, if it was just, like, a guy that was running an illegal ga- gambling operation, uh, I don't really care about illegal gambling. <laughs> like, who cares? The church does fucking bingo night every week. Yeah. How's that for gambling? Yeah. How's that for a numbers game? Ugh. Um, uh, do, do Are numbers games still a thing? Dude, I don't know. I mean, there are websites where you can put random odds on things. I'm still not 100% sure what it is. Like, I don't really understand those types of games. Because, um, I mean, I don't gamble. It's no real... A numbers it's numbers like, games to me, It was, bro. um, from what I understand, and it's... It was it used to, it was much bigger, like, back in the day. Like, 30s, 40s, 50s. It was a bigger thing. Um, um, I think 20s even, maybe. Um, it was... That, pro- 20s, 30s really seems like the heyday of the numbers game. But basically, it was like, you would, you would base it, it was like a lottery where, well, you, like, pick a number. Like, it, for, like, an event. It's like... But they weren't like, it's not like you're betting on horses, um, you know, it's not like, but it would be like, uh, pick, like, imagine, like, oh, imagine a horse race, and okay, all the horses are numbered, um, but, so you would add, like, the number of, like, the horse, plus, like, some other random thing from another game, and it would come up with a new number, and you would bet on that, and it was basically the way is, if they, if the police found the numbers, it would be harder for them to directly connect it to some sort of sporting mm. events, so that you couldn't, it wouldn't, it would be harder to prove that you were, it was a gambling operation. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just like a crazy number system. It's like you're betting on a number, but it's actually something else plus something else with a, ma- a crazy math formulas involved sometimes, like minus the year plus something plus whatever the stocks for whatever were. Um, huh. Okay. Obviously, one of the worst games to play. The odds just... must be astronomical. Yeah. Let me just um, look that up real quick to verify, because I'm vaguely remembering from when I read The Godfather. 
That sounds pretty on point, man. I am on the Wikipedia page presently, mm-hmm. and it says the odds of winning are a thousand to one. Yeah, Racketeers made tons of money from this, and it was really meant to uh, target like lower income neighborhoods where people on the bottom, of, you know, bottom of the barrel, just like, oh, I just got if I could just win something, and it's almost impossible. Like, first off, I'm sure people didn't even know what they were. Go- I, mean, I got confused. We we're talking about the numbers, and I mean, ugh. yeah. It's also Pretty known crazy. as the Italian lottery, which is interesting. Yeah, just a cra- it's a crazy lottery, it, but people would have to go around and get their numbers, and like then they would have to get the money and deliver. It was crazy, crazy, it's insane. But uh, so Larry and Balky are talking. They're talking about how they're you know they're gonna testify against events and make sure he gets put away. And uh, Marianne thinks it's the bravest thing in the world, so she kisses Balky on the cheek, which leads to Larry trying to put an arm around Jennifer and talk about man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Jennifer's like, mm, we're leaving later before you can even arm around her. It's so awkward. I will say this though, um, Balky and uh, Marianne. This mm-hmm. is where we find out that they may actually have something for serious. I mean, definitely. Come on, the the the, the laugh is that Larry is always going to be chasing after Jennifer. And again, I think he has. I mean, once he saw her in the sweater, I'm sure that's when he's like, "This is the one." Yeah. But Marianne kisses Balky so quickly, and they both like Balky's reaction is like. Ugh. Like, I'm, I don't know if Balky, like, climaxed then or what, but his, his reaction's weird. Yeah. Um, Mary Ann's just, like, weird. wide-eyed, like, I can't believe I kissed him. Could this be love? It's adorable in its own way. Nice. Um, so, the ladies leave. Balky and Larry are sit, standing there talking about, you know what? Yeah, we're going to put this guy away. It's cool. Um, next time, Balky, you should listen to your cousin. Um, someone knocks on the door, Brad. Who is it? Uh, well, Larry thinks, oh, it's Jennifer. She's probably just wants to come back and tell me what a hero I am in private. So he goes really, to the door. Really, Larry? You yeah. think that's what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking. It was the 80s. We dreamed big. Yeah. He goes to the door, opens it, and there's Vince, the most over-the-top looking gangster ever. Like, he's got he's got spats on his shoes. He's wearing, like, a, a black shirt, like, a white tie, which in the 80s wasn't a thing you could do unless you were a no. gangster. And I think this leads credence to our speculation that he's not really doing He's a guy who fancies himself a mobster yeah. running a crappy little numbers game. Like, I don't... He's not a mobster. Yeah. He's got a pinstripe vest, I think. It's crazy. Um, and basically threatens them, hey... If you if you testify against me, I will murder you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also breaks the door, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. My um, question to you, Brad. No, he doesn't break the hinges off the door. He breaks the door jam. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> question to you, Brad. If he was a real mobster, they would already be dead. There mm-hmm. would be no don't testify tomorrow. They would be dead. Right. Um... They go to the Cook County Criminal Courthouse. Wait, where was the question? That's the question. Well, okay, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. <laughs> question to my you. Question if he was a real you. gangster, they would already be dead. Uh-huh. Um, no. My, I meant to ask, is this really a gangster? Because they would already be dead oh, okay. if he was. I answered my own question. The question was... I apologize for it. Also, also not, not a question, question <laughs> but a statement. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Next day, uh, we're at the courthouse... Um, Larry picked out Balky's sweater vest. Oh boy, it is. He he looks like a he looks like an elementary school teacher. Yeah, he does look like an elementary school teacher. That is a good call. Oh, so the lawyer, the prosecuting lawyer, I, I it's like John Favreau with a mustache. <laughs> like true. I actually had to think for a second. Wait, is that possible? Oh wait, no, 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 it's not. 
but it really looks like him. And of the other ten people that we're going to testify, um, nine of them have decided not to, and one of them has gone missing. Yeah. So, Larry puts two and two together and is like, Valky, we can't testify against this guy. He might be a real mobster. Or it could be a coincidence. They could be on vacation. I mean, who knows? It's a small time potatoes. No one's like, who fucking cares? We all know. What's his name? Vince? Oh, he's he's harmless. He just runs that numbers game for the church. No big deal. Um, but Baki and Larry are like, dude, we can't. And Baki says, I have to do what's right. I'm gonna be an American citizen. I have to stand. I have to stand for the American ideals of truth and justice. Larry is scared for his life, as he should be. Yeah. Uh, and like, here's another thing I don't understand. Like, if this guy's mobbed up, like testifying against this guy, wouldn't you still be worried that like the rest of like the the mob would come after you? Yeah. Isn't that that's the, how it the works? Threat? Like, if you testify against, like, the head of, like, a criminal organization, you should go into witness protection or something. I don't understand. I think the only true explanation is um, that he's not the head of the organization. The head of the organization is Uncle Pete. (gasps) Nice. And that's why... he's trying to get this guy put away because he's a lower-tier dude? And if they put him away, maybe they won't come after Uncle Pete? I think... I think that's why he didn't kill them. I think that's because Uncle Pete sent... Uh, Vince to threaten them, and he's like, well, "Why would you want me to go threaten you? Listen, it's a sh- you're putting on a show for my stupid cousin." <laughs> so he thinks that it's just a show. He doesn't realize that Uncle Pete and Larry aren't the same persona. Hmm. Larry has no idea about Uncle Pete. Interesting. I mean, yeah, that I don't see how that can't be what's happening now that you say it. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So but yeah, since no one's gonna testify, uh, they're they're gonna throw out the trial and let him go free. <laughs> Don't they have more evidence <laughs> besides witnesses? Yeah, do you really need like, a witness when they have all these numbers and money? If you're if you're gonna, you can't build the trial just on witness testimony because first of all, eyewitnesses it's it's the least effective uh, kind of uh, oh of evidence unreliable. because yeah, you just can't trust. You know, you can't trust people's accounts. It's not their fault. It's just our minds don't work that well. And our memories are even worse. So. <laughs> Eyewitnesses should be the the least powerful thing in this case. And they're going to throw out the case now? 80s was a different time. I guess. Time. Um, so, eventually, Balky's like, all right, well, if they're just going to let him go free, I'll testify. Oh, yeah. Larry tries to talk him out of it, but Balky's not having it. I got to do this for America. Yep. I could have sworn an eagle, like, cried when he said, I'm going to testify. <laughs> and then, like, um, so he testifies, and the, the the defense cross-examines him, and it gets into some weird America stuff. It's well, they, they tell him to tell, like, say, they swear him in, like, to promise to the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and Balky's mm-hmm. like, actually, yeah. And then um, there's a slight jump in time where it seems Balky has told us everything that's happened in the last 48 hours, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yes. Um, Larry's standing in there, wide-eyed. I'm sure Balky went into things with Larry that he did not want Jennifer and or Marianne to hear. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Which is pretty awesome. And then, like you said, the cross-examiner comes in and says some weird patriotic, well, quasi- Well, because his, his, his case is that Balky is, uh, he's just a, he's, he, he says, what is that, some kind of Russian name? Oh, yeah. He's like, um, no, I'm from Mipos. He's like, all right. So it's another foreigner that, uh, just doesn't want to work. And I'm like, oh, gosh, the right wing has not changed. No, it hasn't. Oh, it's so gross. Um. 
he's Malcolm's like, uh, devastated by this and hurt as he should be because yeah, fucking bullshit. And he's like, so why did you really come to this country? And he goes through this whole like America spiel, like, oh, it's really awful. Like this land is made for you and me. Uh, oh, it's yeah, makes me uncomfortable and kind of grossed out. I don't like it. It's like, oh, Cold War times, gross. <laughs> so they do that and. Um, so and then the judge is like, well, we've only got this one. We've only got the testimony of one person. How is this, how can this case hold up? What is going on in this court? <laughs> Bonkers case. You have to have more than eyewitness testimony is all that counts, and you have to have more than one person. <laughs> like, gotta, yeah, if if both stories are close enough, eh, send them to jail. So uh, they're like, well, we're just gonna have to let him go. And it, it, Larry's still kind of freaked out about this. I'm like, Larry, look, Valky's testified. He's going to murder you guys. The second yeah. Valky agrees to testify, you have to testify. Yeah. There's, I don't know why there's a hesitation, but he's finally, he's like, wait, you're just gonna let him go free? Fine, I'll testify. Yeah. Well, no. also at this point, uh, Larry has become a fir- on a first name basis with the judge because Larry has stood up and um, objected to a lot of things as when Bach is being cross examined. Right. So we all, everyone in the room now knows Cousin Larry. So when Cousin Larry stands up and says, "You're just gonna send him? You're just gonna let him go free?" The judge says, "Cousin Larry, I, what are you doing? You are not a lawyer. You are in the audience. What? What are? What is all this getting at?" And Larry says, I will testify. Marianne claps and yells and hollers like... It's like she's trying to be an audience member for a sitcom in the 80s, as much noise as she's making. Yeah. With her claps and applause. As as Larry, who's not really a hero because Balky's the hero in this, mm-hmm. Larry finally quits dragging his feet and goes up and stands beside Balky and he's like, I'll testify. Goddamn time. Like, I don't understand the hesitation at this point. Like, I understand at first when he's threatening your life, sure. Yeah. But, A, if no one testified and he just went free, he's probably going to kill you just to clean up the evidence. Okay. And, B, once Balky's testified, your life is on the line. So, you definitely have to testify. So, I, I... I, I really, I just, it's, it's, a little, it's a little over. So he goes up and he testifies, I guess. And uh, Vince is going to jail for a long time. Justice served. Hurrah. Um, they That's come the back. This? They come back and they, you know, they're congratulating each other. They, they open the door and it falls off the hinges because it's been broken earlier. But the hinges weren't broken, so I don't understand. <laughs> I'd be terrified that he came back. Like, this, the other mobsters are already in the house. Yeah. Who knows? So they're chatting. Larry is. What's Larry doing exactly? Like Larry's kind of confusing to me at first. They're talking about you know. Well, you know, so you have to do the right thing, and you know why. You know, I was a little scared at first, but I, you know, I knew this was the right thing to do. You know, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And then a phone call. There's a phone call. Ring, 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 ring. And uh, Balky picks up. He's like. Do we want to, um, and apparently Larry's called using a fake, uh, racist, uh, uh, Mexican voice has, uh, had, had, uh, gotten tickets to, uh, Buenos Aires <laughs> and, uh, they're calling to confirm if he still wants his tickets to Buenos Aires. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm fine. Well, cancel him. Sorry. In, but he still uses the racist voice to do that, which is weird. Yeah. And Larry's. Immediately goes back to his, um, I mean, goes back to his spiel about, yeah, I'm a tough guy. He says, Doc, you don't believe any of this, do you? Doc, he's like, nope. Uh, he and says, he says, no way, Jose. <laughs> because he's just been uh, playing the part of 
Jose Vasquez. <laughs> his racist Mexican alter ego. But what if Jose Valdez or Jose Vasquez and Uncle Pete are just different personas? <laughs> See, that makes more sense and is more awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. That is the episode. Dimitri's on the couch when they come in. He was on the table earlier. Mm-hmm. But that's the app. Beautiful episode. Fun little ride. I actually laughed quite a few times during it. Um, oh, yeah. I highly recommend actually watching it. Indeed. It's Brad, a good one. Who won and who lost? Or do we want to do fashion forward first? Oh. Let's do who won and who lost first. That'll be easier. <laughs> um, who mm. lost? Ah. Uh, well, I think, uh, I think, uh, Vince, Vince lost? Yeah. Who won? I mean, that's easy. I mean, yeah, Vince went to jail. Yeah. His threats rang hollow until I really, really hope that in, like, two seasons or three seasons he'll come back once he gets mm-hmm. out of jail and tries to kill them. And they have to do some sort of thing to save Marianne and sure. Jennifer. So, Please let that happen, perfect strangers. Be like Belvedere and make our dreams come true as we start speculating wildly in episodes. Nice. So he's lost, but I think he may be back. Fingers crossed. Right. But who fucking won? I think Uncle Pete won. <laughs> See, I was going to say Balky won because Balky testified um, and really showed that conservative asshole mm-hmm. uh, cross-examiner that, you know, he wasn't right. I, I, I agree. Uh, he also he got the kiss from Marianne. Yes. But Uncle Pete eliminated a weak chain <laughs> in his organization and is still at large. Hmm. True. I'm cool with giving it to Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete won. <laughs> Uncle Pete. Who is in the episode? Congratulations, Uncle Pete. Now, bigger question. Dude, fashion is going to be straight Best up. dressed, worst dressed. Oh. God damn. Fuck. I almost said we have to give worst dressed to Larry in that sweater. Because that's no excuse. It's uh, weird. Alex, can I direct you to the Facebook group at the moment? Sure. Because... I, I posted some screen caps throughout this episode, um, and uh, Larry's sweater is a goddamn nightmare. Um, now, when Balky's wearing his weird little hat, he's wearing a coat, but then we see what's under that coat, and it's pretty goddamn awful. <laughs> yeah, the vest thing, the shirt doesn't look too bad just by itself. It's uh, look at the sleeves. Look at the sleeves on the shirt. Look at the wrists. Yeah. And look at the pants. Even, the is weird that a shirt? Or it looks like a weird jacket because the cuffs no. are like tan and brown striped. But that's the shirt his... itself is either like Aztec print or flowers. I don't get it. Yeah, that's all shirt. That is all shirt. Um, I'm pretty sure you want to make best dressed Larry with that brown jacket on. I agree. I think he's. I think he looks like a fucking badass. He does look like a badass, especially for the '80s. He looks bad. He he almost looks almost Terminator like in the fact that he's got that. It makes him look really big and menacing. Yeah. Now his his jeans and his little shoes don't help. But oh, if yeah. he just from, from waist up, he's on point. I I, I mean I think uh, I think Marianne, if it wasn't for those damn crazy boots, uh, she might yeah. have been in the running for a best. Dress, True. But... I was about to say those boots totally ruined that outfit. Yeah. I didn't know shoes could totally ruin an outfit until now, um, but not worse dressed. Um, but Balky has that hat on, dude. That maybe hat. Balky, maybe Balky loses because he comes in wearing a whack outfit, takes off what we think is making it whack, and it's still ridiculous. <laughs> and, it's, and it becomes whacker. <laughs> yeah. 
He outwaxed the whack, and it, I think that deserves bonus points and may have him sweep worst dressed in this episode. Yeah. I mean, Larry's sweater it's, is insane. It's one of the crazier sweaters. I mean, they but, both came out swinging, and... But <laughs> Balky's got layers of crazy on. Yeah. <laughs> Layering crazy. <laughs> Because, I mean, also, look at the pants on that outfit. Like, Dude. they're they're weird and puffy and, like, high and bizarre. Plus, the vest Balky's wearing over this re- this crazy shirt. Yeah. It looks like it's leather. It has definitely a sheen to it. Dude, can we please just say Balky's worst dress? Because yeah. there's nothing about this outfit that is... Yeah. The more you discuss it, the crazier it gets. Like, yeah. Like, he looks like he could be on Bonanza with Laura Wimsett. I, I don't know. <laughs> Like, goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, Bonanza. Goodbye, Ponderosa. Goodbye, Balky. As little John dies <laughs> alone and cold on the Ponderosa, never married, widowed. I can see Paul coming through. Wow, Laura. Yeah, so I think Balky in that outfit is worst dressed, and I think Larry with that jacket is best dressed. Best dressed, man. But this is an episode where no one's dressing right. Yeah. That jacket is a shining, like, that is a glimmering star of hope amongst the darkness that is mm-hmm. the expanding universe. Because those cops are dressed weird, undercover. Yeah. We got too many crazy sweaters. That sweater vest is weird. Are those houses on Balky's shirt? I don't fucking know. We got a mobster who's trying too hard just like a monster. Yeah. I mean, mobster. Well, I guess a uh, monster, too. Who knows? Both up, both applicable. Uh, yeah, there's just, I mean, this is an episode for terrifying fashions. It really is. Fun episode, though. Fun episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, next week, uh, we'll be jumping back to Belvedere with, uh, season four finale, The Counselor. Cannot wait. Guys, this is an episode you do not want to miss. Don't want to miss. I think Pernasek has requested he, he must be on this episode, so. Nice. Sweet. Well, we'll definitely see you then. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ram Jack, episode 177. Woo! Um, there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us, and we would love to hear from you. Um, one of my favorite way is the one of my favorite methods is the voicemail. Brad, do you have that number on hand? It's 206-339-5894. Sweet. And we have a voicemail this week, don't we? We do indeed. Hey you. I'm lady. I was just about to say, I was just about to say. Hey, Ramjack, but I'm not Paul Mackey. I'm John Bernatek, and I received in the mail today, along with a more open column, I believe I haven't opened the envelope, but I believe that's what's inside that envelope. I received a brochure from Broadway in Chicago, and I think I received it because recently I caught the tour of Wicked when it came to Chicago. Here's the thing. They're advertising a bunch of new shows that are coming into town, including Newsy, Cinderella, Annie, something called East Nighter's Rock and Roll Christmas Tale, whatever. But along with all this, there's Amazing Grace, a world premiere musical. Uh, apparently it's running October 9th through November the 20th, October 9th through November 2nd, uh, 2014, this year, this calendar year. And it, okay, so the description is, I'm just reading this for the first time. Amazing Grace is a world premiere musical based on the awe-inspiring true story behind the world's most beloved song. Oh, by the way, the tagline for the show is, the song the world knows, the story it doesn't. Okay, calm down. A captivating tale of romance, rebellion, and redemption, this radiant production follows one man's incredible journey ignited a historic wave of change. John Newton, a willful and musically talented young Englishman. Willful? He's a willful Englishman? Okay. (laughs) Faces a future as uncertain as the turning tide. Coming of age as Britain sits atop 
an international empire of slavery, he finds himself torn between following in the footsteps of other slave trader and embracing the more compassionate views of his childhood sweetheart. But when a perilous voyage on the high seas finds John in his darkest hour, a transformative moment of self-reckoning inspires a boy's anthem of hope that will finally guide him home. Burning with emotion and adventure, Amazing Grace is an unforgettable musical saga that captures the spirit of history's sweetest and most powerful sound, freedom. <laughs> okay, alright, oh, holy shit, and I turn the page and apparently Dee Snyder is looking back at me. Ay ay ay. I I can't even begin to imagine. I'm not gonna read what that show is about. Uh, oh look, Motown the musical. That's a thing. Sting's new musical, The Last Ship. I mean, my God, guys, the entertainment that's coming to Chicago. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? No, oh, I bet you're both jealous. Oh, I bet you're both jealous. <laughs> Super jealous. <laughs> I mean, wow. The story of ugh, ugh. story of hope, Brad. An anthem ugh. of hope. On a sea of troubles. Ugh. Amazing Grace. Okay. It's a terrible song, by the way. It really is. How sweet. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, the uh, no, actually no, no money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen movie trailers? Not to jump off the uh the musicals coming to Chicago, cause yeah, um, soups gels. Um, but did you see the? You should go watch the trailer to that stupid Christian Ugh. um. I'm gonna call it Christian pornography because mm -hmm. really I could see them just fucking loving it, but like in an erotic way, but like in one of those weird the God is not dead movie. Ugh, no, I watched. Dude, the I watched the trailer. I I watched a trailer for that the other day, and it's ridiculous. There's a dumb yokel that just came to college. He has a southern accent, and I think his psychology teacher or one of his science teachers is like, "All right, first day of class, just let you know, gods aren't real." Well, he says God isn't real, but obviously you can infer. No deities are real. I mean, we that's right. inside. Science and he's fact. like, what do you mean dogs aren't real? And eventually he gets into a debate with them. Is like, I think you hate God. Dude, it is weird. And then there's like the Christian <laughs> song in the middle so, of it, like, God's not dead. The fuck is surely alive. It's, ugh. I, I didn't realize this was a movie. I thought it was like going to be like one of those, a shitty documentary. Dude, it made bank. That's the only reason I'm mentioning it. It made bank opening weekend. Ugh. But for a movie of its caliber and what it took to make it, it made a lot of money, which makes... I'm really surprised to see, I want to see how that Noah movie does, because Christians don't like it because they've taken a lot of artistic liberties, and after seeing the trailer for Noah, I kind of want to see it. I don't know if I'll see it immediately, but it's definitely more interesting, because, I mean, the story of a flood happening and people surviving, I mean, that goes back all the way back to Gilgamesh, like, it's not necessarily a Noah story, but they did it to capitalize on the Christians. Um, but have you seen the trailer? Like, there's a lot of weird, like, Emma Watson was in it randomly, I'm like, what is our mind doing here? <laughs> Ugh, yikes, yikes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yikes. There's a lot of yikes happening, so I can understand, I, I can see the people who did this Amazing Grace musical also being people wanting to capitalize on this Christian, I mean, do it, because, goodness, they're not paying taxes on anything as far Ugh. as their churches are concerned. Um, have you heard anything about Sting's new musical, though? I uh, know, I have not. I think we talked about it on the show before, because I downloaded the soundtrack randomly, randomly, and I, I think it's what Ireland's looking for, because it's a lot of... Um, I guess the storytelling aspect of like old Irish songs. It's is interesting. Is it had a herd enough for Ireland? Now that's the question. I don't know if it's. Oh, that's why it's in the states. I guess it did good there, and since country music does good here, they decided to take it. It's gonna make gangbusters in Nashville whenever it tours there. But you're right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting, well, Jonathan. Our heart goes out to you. Hopefully, you'll be able to tell us more about it when you're on the show next week. Or maybe you can tell us more right now because we got another voicemail. No way. 
Okay, so remember when I told you that I had no interest in reading about Dee Snyder's rock and roll Chris film? I fucking flat out clearly did not know what I was talking about because I read the description of this fucking show. Holy shit, forget Amazing Grace School. We need to get tickets to Dee Snyder's rock and roll Christmas tale. Playing, get, get this, November 4th through January 4th, 2015. Because there's nothing people like more than seeing a fucking Christmas show way past Christmas. And when I say way past, I mean... Any moment past Christmas morning, too late. Too late, Lee <laughs> Snyder. I'm not ridiculous. Listen to this fucking show. This, this, this fucking press release kills me. Dee Snyder's Rock and Roll Christmas Tale tells the story of Daisy Cutter, a heavy metal bar band looking to make big even though the A's are long over. This year, four guys are ready to take the ultimate step and, in mythic rock tradition, sell their souls to the devil in exchange for success beyond their wildest metal dreams. But every time they try to steal this... My mouth is filled with spit, sorry. But every time they try to seal the fernal pact, their head-banging anthems turn into warm-hearted carols. Soon these rockers are forced to realize their dreams of stardom are no match for the Christmas spirit. Dee Snyder, infamous lead singer of Twisted Sister, has created and stars in a very funny, very rocking, and very sweet new holiday musical guaranteed to rock your whole family's holiday are you fucking kidding me how much are these fucking tickets gonna go for cause I know right the fuck now Broadway in Chicago those tickets like start at 70 bucks who is paying their fucking family Snyder's rock and roll Christmas tale oh my god okay wow <laughs> I love um, the pause okay Here's here's what I want to do. I think I think we should all I think we should start a Kickstarter, and I think we should raise money to buy uh, Jonathan a ticket for January fourth's performance of uh, the Snyder's Rockin' uh, Christmas whatever. Oh, definitely. Like as far past the prime of that show as possible. Oh, yeah. January fourth. I want I want Jonathan to be there, front row, at January fourth. The premise is so ridiculous that I need Jonathan to be there to fully ex embrace it not embrace it but to experience it and then get back at us because that mm -hmm. is whack it's my christmas wish i want jonathan to uh, to go and report it on january 4th mr could you buy these tickets oh, for my friend jonathan see it's january 4th and christmas is over <laughs> <laughs> no one told mr schneider though infamous mm. member of twisted sister all right all right all right all right Sounds amazing. It does sound. I mean, come on. I think we should all take a trip to Chicago after the holidays, see this show. Yes. Guys, let's take... Come on. A new, it's going to be a new year. Let's start off 2015 right by visiting Chicago um, for a couple of days. And then on our last day there, uh, we'll all go see uh, Dee Snyder's uh, Rockin' Christmas Christmas Rock. Should all the Clintons be forgot except for Christmas because there's a show still about Christmas and it's still playing. And... Broadway thing. I don't, I, come on. I, I, yeah, that's going to be fun time. Yeah, definitely. Um, guys, there's other ways to get in contact with us. Of course, join the Facebook group. Fucking love that shit. Get on there. You can ask to be invited. You have to be cleared though. Keep that in mind. It's not instantaneous. So you want to get on it as soon as possible. Yeah. We got, we got to verify that you're not somebody that works for the Ramjack company that thinks this has something to do with them, uh, oh, yeah. which happens. Uh, we gotta make sure you're not a relative of mine, uh, which hasn't happened and probably won't happen. Um, and also, you're not just a crazed Inland Empire fan. So, uh, those are the things that I'm re really screening for. 
yeah, so don't be surprised if it could take a, it could take an hour, it could take slightly longer um, uh, to get verified. Um, leave us, send us an email. You can email us ramjackpodcast at gmail dot com or hit us up on visit, Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Visit our website, um, uh, ramjackpodcast dot com. It's that easy now. Mm-hmm. There's a wiki too, right, Brad? There is indeed. It's a good time. Yeah, that's you can read lots of lower whimsic columns. <laughs> it may be the second largest continuum of her work outside of print online, uh, which it doesn't. Which there's only two thousand copies of. So, uh, by the way, if anyone's uh, gotten a hold of that book, uh, just send it Jonathan's way, or send it our way, and we'll get it to Jonathan. Or Trust. photocopy it, photocopy it, scan it, whatever you need to do. We need that book. We need to get it in a digital format for the future. Yeah. I'm working on some things, but they may not pan out, so if we could have some other people working on the system, it would be appreciated. Yeah, and I've been working um, on a poster for well over two years at this point, so I mean, obviously we need help getting this book. Guys, if we get if we get the poster before we get the book, then you're all terrible fans. I mean, yeah, something happened. Like something. Or Alex has somehow become productive. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those two, easily. <laughs> One's um, much uh, more likely than the other. If you will, also please leave us an iTunes review. We love those. Only five stars, please. Um, you can only really give five stars. It's weird if you go in there. It will only allow you to. Um, Don't trust that, though. Just trust. Have faith. Have faith, y'all. Have faith. Trust in him. And by him, I mean the person who told you, Brad, and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Is that it? Yeah, I believe so. That's the show? That's, that's all. Okay. No more. See you guys next time. Brad, it's always fun. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, friend. Hey. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more fun than ad- guys. Whenever I say goodbye to someone on the phone, I never just say goodbye. Like now, even as an adult, people who aren't even associated that aren't even my close friends, like people I have to call just for like, hey, doctor's office or hey, um, insurance people. Always at the end of it, I'm like, all right, goodbye, or like, so long, farewell, or I'll go goodbye and hang up. <laughs> I encourage everyone to do that. Why not? Indeed. Um, but here's something uh, I would like to encourage you not to do. Uh, guys, if you're planning your summer vacations, you know there's a lot of options out there. I know you want to go travel a place alone, but if we give you one piece of advice... Stay out of That matters, taking matters into your own hands. Soon I'll control everything. My wish is your command. Stand back, everyone, nothing here to see. Just in and a danger in the middle of it, me. Yes, Captain Hammer's here, hair blowing in the breeze. The day needs my saving expertise.
Dr. Horrible, I should have known you were behind this. You almost killed her. I remember it differently. Is she here? It's curtains for you, Dr. Horrible. Lacy, gently wafting curtains. Thank you, Hammerman. I don't think I can explain how important it was that you stopped again. I would be splattered. I'd be crushed under debris. Thank you, sir, for saving me. Don't worry about it. Man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Are you kidding? What heist were you watching? Stop looking at her like that. Did you notice that he threw you in the garbage? I stopped the van. My control is in my hand. Whatever. So please give me a sec to catch my. 